welcome to What Happens in This House Stays in This House Strength Over Silence Podcast. I am your host, Tammy Montgomery, Dozier. Again, thank you guys for listening. I love you all. Uh, Thank you all for making my podcast such a great success. And I am truly excited. I have a special guest this week. I have a Miss Cynthia Hudson with a T. How are you doing today, Miss Cynthia? I am doing great. And yes, that is Cynthia Hudson with a T. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on my show today. And just uh, let the people know, tell us something about yourself. Who is Cynthia Hudson with a T? First of all, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. I am a encourager, a motivator. I am a resource. I am a lover of people. And I'm a mom and I have three adult children who I love endlessly, of course. And um, I am just someone who likes to bring out the best in others. And I'm also an individual who likes to present myself at my best. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Now, I wanted to bring you on here today because I do see that you have a Facebook page and you're always doing motivational uh, things. And you always have motivational words online and you're posting motivational things. So what is it that you do? Are you like a life coach? What do you do? I am a life coach. I am a women's empowerment coach. And I am also a business coach. There's a transition there because when I started, I started specifically as a women's empowerment coach. And what that entails is just what it says, empowering women. What I see and what I have seen is women often, they don't see the gifts within them. Many women don't see just how awesome they are and everything that they bring to the table. And so it's within me to see that and to help women to see that for themselves. That is the piece on the empowerment. How I got into that, I took a class. I was in a class at Governor State University, a communication class. And in this particular class, we had to create an all-day workshop. And so upon creating the workshop, It was geared around vision and purpose. And when I presented, the class took to it so well that I actually did that workshop throughout the South Suburban area. And it was quite successful. What happened is as I started doing those workshops, women wanted more. And they wanted individual attention. And so that's how it turned into how my coaching practice developed. Because at that point, I started to think about, well, I'm not a counselor. You know, I'm not a therapist. um, But I am someone who can help shape others. And so that's how the coaching, that's how I started. And it has been 
um, very interesting. And it's had its ups and downs. And as I worked um, to help empower women to just be all they can be, I started working closer in just being a life coach, period, and not just focusing on people who maybe needed that extra motivation, but helping women get from point A to point B, period, in whatever they're doing. And so that's where I am right now. I help women to stop procrastinating on their business ideas and to just go ahead and get started. And that's what I see in so many. There's a level of procrastination and a level of putting stuff off and a level of just not moving in it. But with the level of coaching, that changes. So let me ask you this. So a lot of times people accidentally get into their gifts or they don't know. Is this something before you took the class at Governor State? Is that something that you always knew within you that that's something that you can do? Or you kind of after that class and kind of you like, whoa, I knew I had the gift, but not like this. How did that transpire? You're absolutely right, Tammy. It kind of was something I fell into because one of my natural gifts is teaching. That is something that has followed me throughout my career and every job that I've had, every opportunity that I've had involved a level of teaching. And so coaching is closely related to teaching, but I never thought about the coaching until I took that class. And you are correct. It was something that I kind of fell into rather than, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a coach. Oh, yeah, I'm going to seek it. And it's been quite successful since doing that, though. That is beautiful. Now, I know that you've taken certifications, and and one of the certifications that you did was one of my favorite authors, Valerie Burton. I just love her. Please tell me about that experience that you had uh, while in her training. Tammy, that was some of the best training that I've ever received. Um, The way I came to know Valerie is that I am an avid reader. i devour books. And she has several. There was one that she has called Successful Women Think Differently. And that book, it encouraged me personally. And so after I read that book and I had gone on her website and just started to research her and I decided that I wanted to experience coaching through her because she has such a natural gift. It's almost like she's coaching you just in a conversation. And I liked that flow because it feels very natural. And so when I went to the training, it was a three-day training down in Atlanta. It was everything that I thought it would be. It was um, very informative It was very challenging, and I got a chance to meet other coaches, not just from the U.S., but from other parts of the country, from uh, the Caribbean, from France, 
And everybody brought a different aspect based on their own culture, but yet at the same time, there was a common goal of wanting to assist and helping people move to greater heights within who they already are. Because as a coach, a lot of times you're not changing people, you're helping them to be more of who they already are. And so working with Valerie, and it was very personal. I mean, she was like right there at our table, sitting down, talking, eating, very, very personable. And so that was the piece that I enjoyed as well. And I came away from there knowing that I was a better coach because I felt that myself personally, I had been developed. And so that certification is very dear to me because it was just one that I went out of town for. My other certifications were local. And that one, I was kind of like, well, why would I, you know, in the past, why would I go, you know, so far away? But it was worth it because Valerie made that experience um, something that was just that I wouldn't forget. So, yes, I I really enjoyed. I, I'm really glad that I took that training. Beautiful. Now, my question to you with being a coach and because you went with women uh, you do business and all these different aspects of coaching. Do you think that most people are living their authentic life? Or do you think that they're living the life that they believe that other people want them to see them as? You know, sometimes you go through life. And I heard you mention before on one of your Facebook lives about people like to wear masks. Do you think that we are a world of mask wearers and that's what we're doing? versus living our authentic life because we're scared? Or what is the reason why we don't live to be our authentic selves? Tammy, I definitely do not believe most people are living their authentic life. I think that we live life based on a certain comfort zone and a certain expectation. Mm -hmm. And that happens for many reasons. Some reasons is just the nine to five, we got to get up, go to work, you know, make a living, raise the kids. It's just a day-to-day routine. And many times people are fearful to really walk in who they are. They're fearful of being who they actually are. To be quite frank, Tammy, there have been times where myself, it was a learning process to actually just be who I am and to walk in who I am. Because we live in a world, especially now with social media, and you see all the people on social media, and there's a persona that's reflected, but it's not authentic. It's not true. And so many people, they compare themselves to what they see in social media, to what they see on TV, just in the television, the media there, radio. And so 
it drives people to not actually be who they are. And sometimes when we're just that regular person, the recognition isn't there, the accolades aren't given. And so people grow up not being their authentic self. I, I totally agree. I totally agree with that. So I saw a comment on your page and I truly enjoyed this. Your, com- your statement was men don't handle emotions as well as women do. And you talked about, <laughs> you talked about how men are different, which is so true. Do you think that in a society that our expectation of men is like kind of high and out there where we have this expectation that they're supposed to get emotional and do all those things like we do when they don't have those same things internally like we do? Do you think that we're unfair to them? Yes, absolutely. I think as women, sometimes we can be unfair to men because the reality is that God created men and God created women and we're not the same. However, I see that sometimes, and this goes back to a comment that a friend made that men don't handle emotions as well as women do. I think that's what you're referring to. And here's what I believe. Because men are socialized and because they came here as hunters. They are pursuers. So they work in the world much differently than women. And we can't expect men to handle their emotions the same as we do because they're men and they're providers, they're protectors. So their emotions are channeled differently in order to address what masculinity holds. And especially with Black men, they have that extra layer of discrimination and racism, and they still have to accomplish everything that a man is required and expected to accomplish. So there's definitely a difference. I was watching an episode of Blackish, and there was an episode, Marla Gibbs was on this one. And uh, her name is Rainbow. That's the wife one there. And she was making her husband a plate. And Rainbow people were, they were going to be, why are you making your husband a plate? Why should you be doing that this day and age? And I remember Marla Gibbs said, I'm paraphrasing, Uh oftentimes our men go out into the world and everything Mm -hmm. that she said about how hard it is, she tried to make her home a safe space for her husband. Because she mm-hmm. has to deal with so much out there. And I think sometimes we forget that, that they do deal with more. We deal, Don't get me wrong. We as women yes. we deal with a lot. However, theirs is different. They can't be as vocal. They, you know, yes. people are intimidated by them. So I, that's why I love that conversation because we do have an unfair expectation on them sometimes when they hurt, uh, just like mm-hmm. we do. There was another thing that I like that you say, and you talk about people talking about living their best life. I think that, as you stated, most people don't even know what their best life is. They think (laughs) taking selfies, I think on social media and looking good all the time is their best life. Explain to us when people say that, what do you think their intent is behind that? Or what is it that we should be thinking 
when we say we're living our best life? I think the intent is to show that they're happy in their life. I mean, I think overall, it's a good thing. And when people say, oh, I'm living my best life, they are wanting others and wanting the world to know that, hey, you know, everything is good. I'm doing the best that I can. I don't know that that's always accurate, but I believe that living your best life, it entails what are you doing, not just for yourself, but for others, for your family, of course, for your community. You know, what are you doing to make a difference? And I don't know that people always think about those things or that they always focus on what they're doing for others. And so when people say they're living their best lives, I think there's a good intent there, but I don't know that it's always a genuine or a realistic statement. So with your daily uh, affirmations and everything that you do and you're live. What is your mission when people turn on Cynthia Hudson with a T and they're looking at your live videos? What is your end game? How do you want people to come after or to to view life or to view things after they see you? What are you trying to do there? What I'm really trying to do, Tammy, is be an encourager to women. Mm -hmm. Years ago, when I finished undergrad, I worked many years for the Department of Human Services and I worked as a case manager. During that time, I met so many women. I worked with single moms, teen moms, um, you know, maybe women whose husband was deceased. And um, for whatever financial reason, they came onto my caseload. But what I noticed was that women needed so much encouragement or maybe not so much, just the right type and getting into the right atmosphere and the right opportunities. So when someone hears me, when someone listens to me, my end goal is for them to know that they can do whatever it is they set their heart and their minds on, that they can walk in integrity, that they can flourish in the life that they've been given and move that life forward. And that's really my end game for everything that I do is to be that person that women can talk to. And I find that I just have women are really my heart and that's where I have my greatest success. So that's why I speak predominantly to women. But the end game, Tammy, is for women to know you got this and you can do it in spite of whatever obstacles may be in front of you. Very true. So with the pandemic and everything going on, have you been able to coach or anything? Are you doing a Zoom or? Oh, yeah. Yes, most definitely. I've been coaching. I actually started using Zoom about three years ago. Now that we're in this pandemic, Zoom has just blown up, if you will. But I continue to coach sometimes by phone, but mostly by Zoom. And 
one of the things too, being in this pandemic is very difficult when those who, you know, have a family and they may be quarantined with others, it's a bit easier than those who are single. So I make a point of just reaching out to people that I know that are single or just living alone during this time. And that is super important while we're in this pandemic, this uh, isolation. It can be really tough. And so just reaching out, I pick up my phone and just call people that I haven't touched base with in a long time or people who, you know how you have those people in your phone that you haven't talked to in years, but they're still in your phone. And so just reaching out and just making sure that uh, I try and connect. That is so important with this day and age and everything that has happened with this year, period. Do you find people more apt, they're more willing to talk about their mental health status or things that they're going through with you versus before? I would say it's probably the same because I haven't had anyone really share any mental health concerns of those that I've spoken directly to. Now, there are people who have probably talked more to me revealing maybe some life circumstances, but not necessarily mental health. And so I don't know if that's because they know the line of work that I'm in or if it's that's just how it's fallen. But I do believe that from what I've read, that there's more mental health challenges for sure. Definitely. All right, so we're going to kind of lighten this up. You have something exciting going on in your life <laughs> right now. So please share with everybody. Tammy, I am just super duper happy to talk about my new book. Yeah. <laughs> Daughters of the King, Wisdom from the Kingdom. And this book is actually a compilation of myself and seven other Christian women. And Tammy, the point of this book is to help other women. These women have all shared a part of themselves, shared a chapter of a snippet from their life, a chapter from a challenging period, or just a time in their lives where they want to pour into other women. And so I am just so happy that we did this project. And what it is, it's a compilation of stories from women. It's stories of life, unknown, unanswered questions, family dynamics, love dynamics, just snippets of living and loving. Everyone shares themselves. They share their inner confidences, um, revelations, and just journeys of the soul. If somebody wanted to buy that book from you, how would we get it? 
Well, right now, what they would do is to reach out to me. They can email me at empower Cynthia Hudson, and that's Hudson with the T, at gmail.com. Empower Cynthia Hudson at gmail.com. The book is like $20. And if you're here in the Chicago area, we can deliver it or we can ship it to you. Well, like if someone wanted to use your coaching services, would they still use that email that you just gave? Yes, they would use Empower Cynthia Hudson at gmail.com. And they can also reach out to me um, by phone. And that's 708. My business number is 708-965-4440. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, Cynthia, I want to thank you uh, for being on my show. I truly appreciate it. My last question that I ask everyone. (laughs) This is the last one. When it's all said and done, what legacy do you want to leave behind? I want to be remembered as someone that made a difference. Someone that my community knows had them at their heart, had their heart in mind. I want to be remembered as being kind. I want to be remembered as a woman of integrity. I want to be remembered as a woman who was genuine and sincere in making a difference in the lives of others, being a resource, being a leader, being a teacher, and just making a difference in the lives of others. Well, that was beautiful again. Ms. Hudson, thank you for being on my show. Uh, Thank you for reaching out to and listening to What Happens in This House Stays in This House. Strength Over Silence Podcast. I have been your host, (laughs) Tammy Montgomery Dozy A, and you can reach me at 773-251-5537 or on my website at www.connectedbyloveconsulting. And remember that we are all connected by love. Everyone have a great week. Mm